We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, on our yeah, super busy Thursday afternoon. We go from the Diddy. So we got Ike Reese dancing. Hey, we I- just came up for with a good nickname for What's Joe that? the camera. What? Ike and I. Huh. Joe Joe uh whining, forty whiner ing <laughs> all week long. Listen. Joe San Fran de Camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was the appropriate drop to play, but you know. hey, what are you gonna do? Oh, is that Marks in there hitting that? Welcome in, John Marks and I, Chris. How you doing, fellas? And for, I, I just heard you say from the bottom of your heart you thanked Ray Didinger for the contributions on your show. He's yeah. going to be on your show next week. Yeah, but we just uh, end of one and then you go to the other. No, I know, but yeah. it's not like that. He's like you had the whole retiring thing where you were sobbing for days over him retiring. Yeah. And he didn't retire. I, I, honor, I honor the man. I, I, well, he did retire. He unretired. No, I know. I know you're thanks honoring you, him. He, thanks to you, he unretired. Right. He, well, yeah, that was... He'd be uh, on okay, the, so I'm a hero around here. He'd All be right, on I'm a, a carnival cruise ship right now if it wasn't for you. Yeah, that actually is true. And I'm, pr- I'm proud that he's not. So, all right, fellas. So for everyone listening right now, there's a press conference in 10 minutes. Uh, thereabouts. It could be a little early. It could be a little late. But we wanted to get John and Ike in here early because, uh, you know, be able to hand the show to them. Howie and Nick Sirianni are speaking soon. So, like, let me start with you. What is the number? And there are 10,000 questions to ask these guys. Yeah, What's wow. the number one question you want to hear asked to Nick or Howie or both? I'll start with Nick because um, Howie's more of an offseason sort of thing. Um, I don't think we're past trying to figure out what happened in the game Sunday. Oh, no question. So even though he spoke after the game and answered a ton of questions, I think once you go through the game again, you rehash some of the scenarios that play out, you have other questions that pop up. So for me, even though in the moment, and I've said this all week, I didn't have the feeling in the moment that they should have gone for it on third and two. Uh, But, yeah, I would want to know, you know, did he – did he intend to go for it on fourth down there? Or why didn't he go for it on fourth yeah. down there? So really for me, it would be the two fourth down situations. The one where they punted and the one before where they kicked the field goal. Yeah. Since several players have come out, mainly AJ, a star wide receiver, said he had a gut feeling at that time. Um, what did he think in that moment? Totally. Did, did, did he think about going for it there? And if not, why not? And the question, I agree with you, like, and the question to me, John, isn't like, do you regret it? Do you wish you had? Because, of course, when you know the outcome of the game, of course you regret it. The question yeah. is, do you think you made a mistake Yeah. not going for it? Wow. Uh, 
Which should be a great and, question. And, I, yeah. and that's a good question for Nick Sirianni. If, if he did believe he'd made a mistake, I, I think he'd probably air that out there. Uh, I'd like I'd like to ask him, what did the Chiefs do that uh, you were unprepared for and see if he actually answers that? It feels like we watched a lot that I they agree. were unprepared for. How does he characterize that? Uh, you know, just being outcoached. How outcoached did you Do you, you think feel? you were outcoached? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Do you think you were outcoached? What else, John? What else hit you a question you'd like to hear asked at this press conference? Well, I mean, that's kind of – I think there'll be a couple leftovers from the actual game. But for me, it's um, – is the offensive coordinator, whoever you hire, calling the plays? Or Nick Sirianni, are you calling the plays? Yeah. Because we know, and at least my feel is, that he didn't necessarily – like it, was his, it wasn't his idea to give up the play-calling duties – Right, like maybe that was I an believe. organizational decision, John Ritchie. I, I believe what you believe on that. Right, so my <laughs> that view is met by opposition by these guys. Well, I, I it was so such a such a wise move noble, to give up the play calling. So, yeah. with that being said, know thyself. And you saw it with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy got the Dallas not calling plays. The minute he could get his mm-hmm. own his that guy out of there and him calling plays, he's back. Mm-hmm. So, any offensive head coach for the most part wants to call plays. I wonder if Sirianni now. Be going to a Super Bowl is trying to get back in there. Yeah, great question. Maybe. I, here's hey, a, why not? Why let's ask him about Gannon. When did Jonathan Gannon know he was going to be up for the Cardinals' job? That's a, that's a question for sure. And you know, do you think there was any distraction? Look, I would have every question prefaced by the reporter by saying, "You got to keep it real. Don't 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 be dancing on me here." Here's one I'd like to know. How angry are you guys and the organization, players, owner, everybody included, about the following three things? The field, the overturn of the Devontae Smith catch, the flag on James Bradbury. How Joe angry San are you? Joe Fran to camera. No, right listen, there. I know, mean, this is real talk, guys, because I think they would have won the Super really Bowl. Think, oh, yeah. They would have. You think he's going to answer that so, so, in any way other than, no, I think hey, he would, I, we control it's close, it's the close, way we play? It's getting close to... I need the league to change the rules so I can activate a third quarterback. Right. We, we're starting to move into that direction. Well, I mean, now. I'm, just, I mean I, I'm, I'm just saying, we're st- listen, we get a week to grieve over this. We, we're still talking about the field next week. Yeah. But, but can I can I just say the this? The penalty, like, I can go with you on. I can go with you on the penalty. Yeah. You want to go with the judgment call on Devontae. But it's, but it's on the booth. But I, but I, listen, five minutes to review something that should have been overturned. Listen, I think we got away with the Dallas Gowder catch. On the sideline, he bobbled the ball going out of bounds, and he didn't reestablish his feet. So, I, I mean, I think that one sort of evened itself out. Ah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. We got robbed on the pass interference, the holding call. I, that's a, a call you just can't make in that moment. Yeah. And the refs need to understand that. But the field thing, I, I got to, I got to move on from the field stuff. Totally. Right? Both teams played on it. Uh, if if the Kansas City's offense benefited from it, you know who benefited more than the Kansas City's offense from a yardage standpoint and a and a, and a scoring standpoint, the Eagles. So you, you understand that though, well, right? Listen, no, oh sure they did. The Eagles' offense they benefited as well. Jalen had a masterful day. I get it, but I just the, the nature of sweat and Reddick off the edge, the speed element. I think it hurt Hold them on. more. So, as pass so do they not have speed rushers? Yeah, they on the got Kansas. the number one and this. number two. Uh, <laughs> Sack leaders in the uh, league. I'm not. I'm do, not. Do no. they not bend around the corner to try to sack a quarterback no, the less same bent. way we do? When when Mike Mayock does the the draft show, he's I not talking about their bend. As I much. have to bend listen to hips. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He only... loves bending at the hips. Yeah, the, the Chiefs had the second most sacks hip in the league. And all yeah. That. Yes. yeah. 
Oh, it, but it only affected our pass rush. No, but it, that's, it, that's why they fell. I'm just I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken with you, though, brother. I'm with you. I just I, I'm ready to give up the, the field. So stuff. are you? I'm ready, more, are I'm you ready more, to give up the field okay. stuff? I'm not, and I never. I, I, let me put it this way: I will be in the field, called the ground six feet under. Yeah. Before I give up the field thing, I this will I will take this to the grave. Listen, we I, got people out there looking for the sod father right now, man. I know. Yeah. I know. We're yeah. looking for him, and that guy's going to be in the ground soon because he's 94. He'll probably be dead by the time he's 96. Uh, Ike, are you more well, no, ankle thing to say? Hey, listen, I'm, not I'm, a cool I'm, I'm mad say. enough that it's an appropriate not, comment. That is not good. And by the way, no. I'm saying by natural causes, I'm not asking anybody to do anything. I want to be very clear. All right, Na- I'm natural. Oh, you're not. You're I'm not calling you for a hit. I'm not, yeah. I'm not calling for a hit. Ah, uh, good. Ike, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for clarifying, Joe. Ike, are you more angry or sad about the Eagles' loss? Um, it's a good question because the, the emotions have sort of, they, they've been all over the place. I'll tell you what, as the week has gone on, I haven't felt any better about this. Almost I feel worse as, as the week has gone on, as you recount everything that happened in the game. I'm not saying I'm just disappointed that, because I think we blew the game. I agree. I, 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 you know, this whole thing about the better team won. No, we were the better team. Yes, Pat Mahomes is awesome. He's great. Doesn't mean he's unbeatable. And you know I love Big Red. Doesn't mean he hasn't lost a game in the Super Bowl. So all these things were on the table and there for the taking for us. I think it, we lost more because of what we did versus what Kansas City did to us, I in agree. my opinion. I totally agree That's with that. That's the way I look yeah. at the game. I'm with you. John, who's we, the player? We, we, we went up and down the field on that team. I know. Sunday, yeah. man. John, who's the player that you think is most responsible for the loss? Wow. The player that's most responsible for the loss. Um man, I I, I mean yeah, Jalen Hurts had the had possibly the biggest play as far as uh, fumbling and it was a pick six. He also had a great game, which certainly um Sipas. I mean he's man, up you there. I'd say Hassan Reddick is most responsible for this loss. Hassan Reddick actually I, played the best out of all the defensive linemen. I th- I, I, no, I can't go. I, I can't, I can't go. Hassan what Redick. about T.J. Edwards? But if he plays, what about on, Slay and Bradbury? Hassan, I'm not saying it's a knock on Hassan Reddick. I mean, I'm saying if Hassan Reddick plays the way we expected him to play, I do think we win that game. If we if he keeps his feet running the hoop, yeah, I do expect that we win that game. Except for George Toman, his freaking field and Rihanna and her. Why did she have to prepare for four days and then have to field she, out she there? She's been out for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and she was pregnant. All right. What do you guys take this over? I, I know Howie and, Howie and Nick are coming up. I, I, I'm, I know. I feel worse than I did before the show. Well, started. that's what no, that's, that's, how, that's how I feel at this yes. point in the week, too. Man. Hey, feel worse today than you did Monday. I was kind of like still in shock by today. I, it's like, stunning. man. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I can't blame a player. Yeah. Is it because it's too spread around? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And and and, and I think it's unfair to Jalen to look at that play because he's the only one who had an individual defining play. He and Bradbury. It's unfair to say Bradbury calls us the game, and nobody in their right mind should think Jalen Hurts calls us. I agree with you. As great as he played, so. Um, it's hard for me to just pin it on one guy. I, just, I, just, I, I can't. I'll pin it on the two instances, the fumble and the punt return. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's and, not an easy and, question. And that, I mean, and again, it's one play, but and having a false start that led oh, to being third that? and five. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that? that's a first down. You're on the 46-45 totally. yeah, line. I just, and then the following play, Sayamalo also, I think he had an M.A. 
I believe Missed that. It with on the, the linebacker, third and six, yeah. you got a sugared-up linebacker. Why do you not cover him up? The quarterback's trying to run it in your gap. Both. And you and you double down on, on Chris Jones instead of blocking a free hitter. That's that's bad. I got Sam one Hall. more Sam question. Okay. Issues, one more man. question. No, not for you, like oh. not for you, John, or you other John. A Howie and Nick question in this press conference coming up. I really want a reporter to ask, why did you not go to door number three with the punters? Why was freaking Sipos your freaking punter in the Super Bowl? You had the one guy that's a bomb. You had the other guy that's a bomb. You could have signed someone else off the street. Well, why did they bring? Why did they bring him in with no competition? I mean, after he punted last year, it was like, yeah, you don't need Sipos back. They didn't agree. They brought him back with no competition. Yeah, yeah. and I shouldn't call him a bomb. He's just a Michael bomb Clay. punter. He's a Does bomb Michael punter. Michael Clay keep his job, Ike. Yeah, I think well, he'd already be fired. You know what? You know what? Then again, though, I, you know what? I'll take that back. I don't know. I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm not calling for his job. Uh-huh. But it doesn't mean the Eagles won't reflect on that uh-huh. unit and because that unit struggled this year. Yeah. And they may decide to go in a different direction. They may decide to bring Not just this year. The but, last two years. Right. While he's been the special teams coordinator, it hasn't been good enough. Yeah. Again, they may decide to go with a more experienced guy yeah. to get more out of these guys. All right, here's I, my I last know. thing before I turn it over to you guys. And yeah. you know, Howie and Nick, who knows when they're going to see us. John, we know about them being late. You know? Are you kidnapping their show right no, now? No, no. Is that what's happening? Here's my last question. Here's my last question. He's we, all right. We don't have <laughs> okay. enough people contributing to the morning show. Are you guys available to ride with us for four hours every day? I'm out, man. I'm no. Because first of all, I talk too much, and there's no way I could get fitted in with all yeah. the people you guys got on the show. I would run over you, Ike. Well, you're, I mean, you're lucky you're not with me, man. What a crazy sentence. No, hey, you guys have I a good show. Listen. You, all right, buddy. I know. I'll, I'll say this, John. Honestly, man, I think it's the most – it's a loss with the most – the most amount to talk about in my whole lifetime. I don't ever – even 04, 93 fills, all tough, crushing, you know, mm-hmm. but – this, this is conversation I think will go on almost forever. Guys, have a great show. Everyone listening, thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. John and Ike right now. All right, it's Marks and Race on 94 WIPHC1 Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Taste Cake Studios as Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni will be addressing the media coming up here uh, in a matter of moments. Jack, did they give the check-in to let you know that it's Well, it's uh, not on Zoom today, unfortunately. Oh, it's not? Yes. Oh, that's right. It's in I person. I did miss the nice check-in, so they gave us a nice heads-up for planning purposes. Well, it was um, it was scheduled for 2 o'clock, so we will uh, we'll get to it right away. But, um, yeah, it's like, like what, are you, what are you listening for? What are you wanting to hear the most? And, I, and we had just talked about a couple of things, and Ike talked about the game stuff. Um, I'm pretty much obsessed with what's going to happen with the offense next year and who is calling plays. And I don't know if they're going to answer the question. I would assume that they're not going to give a, a concrete answer to the question. But the the bottom line is when Nick Sirianni was the de facto offensive coordinator and he was calling plays, this offense struggled. And when Shane Steichen came in and he started calling plays, uh, the offense changed and it rolled into this year. And whether that's fair or not, the offense was just a better offense and the team was a better team when Nick Sirianni was concentrating on all the other decisions and timeouts and things like that. When Shane Steichen was calling plays, the offense changed last year, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the thing that I'm, I will be focusing most on, and, I, and I'll be listening closely to see if they tip us off to anything when they're asked. Because I don't think they're really going to give an answer to it. But sometimes within an answer, they'll give you a little something, some tea leaves, that maybe you can figure it out. i tell you this. I think... I think uh, Nick Sirianni has 
earned the right to have his voice heard if he has the desire to return to play calling. I think he's earned that. I think he's earned that. Now, they may decide it's better for the team if we keep things sort of the same way it was from a structural standpoint, meaning that you don't need to deal with the play calling on game days. You're very involved with the game plan. We value your opinions and putting the game plan together, but we can have someone else do it. Maybe that maybe that's the conclusion they come to in the end. I'm just saying the guy has earned the right to have his voice heard. If he wants to do it, then you should. Well, he's got to at least make a good, damn good case as right. to why he should be allowed to do it, why he should be allowed to do it. And you know what? Sometimes when you go through OTAs, you go through some of these mini camps, that's where you figure out whether or not you want to allow the assistant coach to be the play caller. I think I read something about that with the Giants, that Dayball initially came in and hadn't decided whether or not he was going to call the plays or let Kafka call the plays. So he let him call the plays during the spring and even in the training camp. And then he decided, you know what, I like what you're doing. We'll go ahead and keep it the way that it is. But it didn't mean that Brian Dayball couldn't call plays or sure. doesn't know how to call plays. Means that he, he, Kafka earned his he trust. He felt comfortable with yeah, it. He yeah, he felt comfortable with it. So, um, would I be surprised if that's how this thing sort of plays itself out? I wouldn't be surprised if they don't know what they actually want to do right now and they do wait until later to decide who's going to be the play caller at the time. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if it's clear cut to them right now. I agree. I think that was a, an excellent way of explaining it. Like, they just got over with their season. They haven't even officially yeah. hired anybody yet. Like, let's see how everything plays out. But to to what, what we were saying earlier, and we've talked about this, mm-hmm. it's kind of if you're an offensive head coach and you were an offensive coordinator, you want to call plays. Most of these guys want to call plays. So, and to the point of what you're saying, if that's something that's important to Nick Sirianni, even if he did struggle with it in the past, then, like, it's – Possible he learned a great deal from Shane Steichen over the last season and a half to mm-hmm. where he would get a dip. Like he try, he was trying to throw the ball a lot when he was calling plays early in 2021, and then mm-hmm. they got more they they got more run oriented. They were doing different things, but I don't know. So that's one thing. Um, I don't know how much free agency talk we'll get because that's really Howie. Oh, and that's not really how that is Howie. But I wonder if we're going to be able to get anything or read anything into you know Brandon. Oh, yeah, he can answer all the questions on his own free agents, potential free agents. You might not get into what they're looking for on the market. I honestly think this year's free agency is more about who, we are, who we're keeping versus who's not staying. I mean, they have so many that's going to be free agents on a team that just went 14-3. and three. Like, who you bring back will, will, will at least start to clear up the picture as for us thinking whether or not how much work is need to be done so that we can get back to where we were last year. Yep. So, I, I don't know how many of these guys they're going to retain. I would imagine Brandon staying. Do Have they heard anything on Jason yet? Yeah, timetable on yeah, Kelsey. What, what he plans to do. Yeah. I don't know if he even hinted at it on his – he did his podcast already, right? Well, Jack – I saw them. Jack tunes in. Did, did he even touch on it? No. And that's the advantage so, of when your brother co-hosts with yeah, you. Yeah, well, where's the thing? Travis never even asked him about it. They, they, so that means they must decide decided going in, don't even bother asking about it. I'm not ready to address it. Right. Okay. That, yeah, that's what that is. Yep. Doesn't it feel like that it, if, if he thought he was retiring, he would have already – like, you know – 
If he comes out in March and says, you know what, actually, I'm, I am going to retire. Mm-hmm. No? I mean, I... Sure. Didn't he come out in March and say he was coming back? Yeah, but uh, yes, yes. But I guess what I'm saying is that if, if you, at least from, from my perspective, if you know you're done, you kind of know you're done, and maybe you wait just to do it. Mm-hmm. But like, if, if you know you're done, you're done. Otherwise, you're not, you're not sure about what you're doing. I don't know. I guess I, I just... I'm wondering what happens over the next month other than he's waiting to see if the Eagles will pay him what he wants. Yeah, my, come back. My, my thing is, I think I'm good either way. I think we all love Jason. I don't think anybody would have a problem if he comes back. And if he decides he doesn't want to play anymore, I don't think we're going to all of a sudden feel like, oh, we're doomed. They seem to have drafted a good, a good kid to replace him, someone that's very similar to him from a, from a playing style. Um, even when you when you you hear about his character and his ability as a leader and how smart uh, he is, seems like they're going to be in good hands there. It seems like the Eagles, if they can afford it, and if Jason wants to do it, they're going to be good either way, whether he decides to stay or he, or he says he wants to retire. Right. In other words, I don't think the Eagles as an offense or a team, and this is no slight to Jason, I don't think we're going to crumble if Jason Kelsey no. retires. You have you have the they got replacement right place. there. Yes. The, it's not going to affect free agency or anything yes. like that, except maybe you'll have some more money left over that you maybe wouldn't have happened before. Jack, should we try to get a, a break in here? 215-592-9494. So we'll do this. The second that Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni come to the podium, we will get to it. So we're going to st- step aside Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman coming up next. Marks and Riesel, 94 WP. All right, here are Harry and Nick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So you want to know about that one, not anything else, right? No, no, yeah. no. Um, yeah, I think if... Um, I know I've been uh, aggressive all year going for it. I really trust our guys in, in scenarios. I think fourth and three on your own 30, what was it? 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches saying they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't – hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four in, the, in, the, in hindsight, I think – I think I would, and you know, obviously I would have went for it there, um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite quite honest, with you, it, it depends on the score. But we were in a one point game, um, and like if we were down two scores, then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one point game, 
that's never even in. I, you know what? And until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I yeah, I never I didn't really even come come to my mind. Um, the other one, the fourth and six, seven, fourth and seven, actually it was fourth and seven at the twenty. Yeah, that that isn't in my mindset either. Um, especially you know we're up three. Going to go up six, that's not my mindset. Now, did I feel like when Kansas City came down and scored, um, you know, we were up 10, Kansas City came down and scored, and I said to myself before the drive, we got to go score here, you know, just to, you know, in a touchdown. But fourth and six right there, um, that's not my mindset either. Um, again, when the, the score's different, like, you know, in the, in the sense of, you know, you're down a couple scores, then your mindset changes. But in that scenario, you know, I, I, I made I made the decision I was comfortable in in that particular time. Nick, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the punt. Um, what happened? What went wrong there? Yeah, you know, obviously, um, you guys saw the punt. Like we didn't get um, the punt that Aaron didn't get the punt that he wanted there, right? And so there was a low hang time. The guy did a good job. Uh, Tony did a good job of scooping that up and not letting it hit. You know, we talk a lot about that with our group, with our group, just trying to catch field, fielding the punt is it, especially on a punt that's missed is a huge deal. And I would give a lot of credit to to Tony to come up and scoop that thing and get going. And then you know we missed it. We missed a couple tackles um, on that one. And, you know we had guys down there. Um, and for for different reasons, you know, we missed a, a couple tackles there, and you know, tackling, right? And, and I know it will sound like like, but tackling is our responsibility as coaches to teach the crap out of the fundamentals there, um, and it's our responsibility as players to to make the tackles in there. So, you know, even though a tackle may look like, well, that guy missed a tackle, it's on all of us, right? Of you know, just making sure that we're on it with our fundamentals with it. The biggest fundamentals you, you guys see our building all the time. Um, you know, fundamentals, football IQ, you know, all the things that we preach all, all over and over again. But, you know, offensively, there's no bigger uh, fundamental than taking care of the football, um, how, you, how you block, uh, how you – and then on defense, it's, you know, tackling, getting off blocks and, and how you take the football away. And we just, you know, we missed some tackles, but we also got to do a better job of coaching the tackling fundamentals. Yeah, how we, uh, the defense was really clicking in the first half, in the second half, it seemed like they made some adjustments. What, what are some of the adjustments you think they made um, you know, they, they did a good job um, staying on the field. I think it was a, uh, the, the, the two halves. You saw one half where, you know, we, con- we controlled the clock and they didn't convert on some third downs. And then you saw, you know, the opposite happen in the second half where they were converting and then they had some drives. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I know it says that we had four possessions on offense in the second half, but one of them was a, was a one-play jump ball. Right, and so I'm not really counting that. To, so to only have three possessions in that in that second half, that's low. And I think you tribute that to they were able to run it um, and get their run game going um, more consistently, and and really converting on third downs. I think in the first half they were, I don't know if were they over four in the first half, maybe, um, and then they finished the game four for eight. So you know they did a good job on on converting on on fourth on third downs part of me um and then also you know I thought they they did a good nice job of of running the ball there um in those so that's what I would contribute um a kind of the swing of the halves was the, the situational football on third down um and also um and also the the run game 
Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you go with that? Both teams played on the same field. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were, you know, it's a big strength of this team. and Both teams played on the same field. Nick, uh, obviously part of success is, is losing coaches. You, you knew this was a possibility. Uh, but what, you know, how does that affect you moving forward? Is it, obviously it's going to be difficult, but what what plan do you have in place? And, and obviously you're not going to say who, but how difficult is it to traverse this? Yeah, you know, you the whole thing, like we're, we're obsessed with, um, developing our football players, right? And we do many different things um, throughout the the year to develop our players. And I'm obsessed personally because of the stock that people have put in me um, of how we develop our football coaches as well. Um, so constantly want, you know, from from our position coaches to our coordinators all the way to our quality control coaches and assistant position coaches, I want them involved in everything. And I try to get give them things that, help me throughout throughout the you know my career and that's my job as the head coach so with that you know Shane and, and Jonathan were successful not only because Shane and Jonathan are good football coaches but also because they have good assistants and they have good people uh, working with them and and so I feel like we have a lot of good in-house uh, options um, which is always going to be where where I start because you know, that's that's just always kind of been how I've learned of, you know, grooming the people that you have and, and attempts for when this day happens that you're that you're ready to go. But but we won't stop just there. I mean, we'll, we'll look at every option um, to um, to make sure we're getting the, the best the best people in here to help our team. We're going to do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so but I do believe we have great options in house um, because when you're grinding to put together a staff. Um, you're not just grinding to put together the offense and defense coordinator. As a matter of fact, I mean, really, the offense and defense coordinator was when when you hired me, we knew exactly who we were hiring at those spots. The grind was getting getting the peep the soldiers, the guys, like the getting those other guys in place that we felt really good with. You know, so a lot of good options. Um, you know, last last two years ago, I remember Shane and I. Had, we interviewed about nine nine running back coaches, and and Coach Singleton was the ninth. I'm like, this is the guy right here. So there was a lot of work that went went into that. And so again, feel really good about in house, but we will also do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles of um, replacing these guys. So when you look at offensive touchdowns, Nick, uh, one with Tony and one with Sky Moore, seem to be on a, a similar look, where you know, motioning and then going back the other way. You just kind of run us through um, what went wrong in those situations and why it wasn't corrected when you got a similar. Yeah, you know, it was uh, obviously you talk about everything that that happens out there with the attempts of, you know, if you see it again, you're ready for it, right? That's both offensively and defensively. We were in a completely different coverage, a completely different look. Different things were supposed to happen on each play. So, uh, meaning there was a different defensive coverage on the first one, right? There was an execution on the, on the uh, there was an execution error on the first one and and I just want everybody to understand when I say execution error, right? Right? That is, you know, we didn't we we didn't do something correct on the field, but what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it, right? And so 
it, it, we're all in this together, right? And, and it's never just one play, but we're all in this thing together. Like, okay, well, the, they didn't execute that well on the field, but we need to do a better job of making sure they can do it as, as coaches. The second one, they got us, all right? And, and you're like, well, how did they get us when – they already did it on – we were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different uh, scheme that we were doing. Um, you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and, and ended up um, scoring on the play. But what also doesn't go into play either is that, you know, a lot of the times that we've adjusted with that motion, you know, and the way we've done that has helped us a lot in the red zone as well. Um, credit to them of finding a way to attack it. Again, it was two different coverages that they did. Uh, credit to them to going back to something that, that worked for them as well. Um, but, you know, that defense right there has, has helped us a lot this season too with how we've adjusted with the motion uh, on different things. So, listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. Again, you want to try to do it your best to, to do that. But in that particular case, they got us on that second one. Um, and, you know, hats off to them. When you're looking, when you're looking to replace uh, the opposite side um, coordinator, You've said before that the scheme that John runs is the one that you want. Um, so in replacing him, are you going to maintain that scheme or do you want to just find the best guy possible there's, and then go with his scheme? Yeah. You know, there's core values that I have. Not core values. You know what my core values are. There's core thought processes that I have on defense. You know, and so there's going to be things that, yes, I do I like a lot of the things that we're doing on there? Yes, I do. You know, I, I, you think you're going to see that I really believe in, or you see, you know this, that I really believe in the turnover differential. I really believe in the explosive play differential. And so there's things of that nature that of that defense that I, that I like. And then there's going to be things situationally um, that are – non-negotiables, I guess, to say with me, um, whether it's third and long, whether it's, um, you know, tight red zone, whether it's two-minute and in the game plays, whether it's uh, four-minute defense, like, backed up. I'm going to naturally have things that I'm going to require the next defensive coordinator to do. But I also know that I'm hiring somebody to do their job, um, to the best of their abilities, and, and that's that's I'm you know that's why I'm hiring them, um, and so again, do is every nobody? It's all going to look a little bit different. No matter if you bring you know Jonathan's twin brother in, which he doesn't have in the first, but if you brought him in, it's still going to look a little different when that guy calls it as opposed to Coach Coach Gannon. So there's going to be little changes, little differences, but again. I guess my long way of answering that is I'm not opposed to changing, um, but uh, you know it's 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 I'm again I'm gonna do what's best for the Eagles. Um, we have great in-house candidates, right? Um, there's candidates outside that we know that there's a lot of good football coaches out there that we know there as well. Again, there's gonna be core, not as much as the offense, Jeff, like where. You know, Shane leaves, and it's you know I'm I'm saying here's what we're here's what the offensive scheme that we're running, but there's going you know with the defenses or hiring the guy to do his job. I do have core beliefs that I don't want to change. You know, intermixed with that, but 
he's still got to do the job and do his to his best ability to do the job that we hire him to do, whoever that may be. So, um, hopefully, I answered your Nick, question. Nick, Nick, with, will you, Nick, no, no matter who the new offensive coordinator, whether it's Brian or someone else, will you continue to not call? Will you have that guy call the plays? Do you like the setup? I do. I do. It really it does help me manage the the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me interact with the players more. Um, you know. Um, on the sideline, right? And, you know, it helps me be able to discuss something that, you know, that, you know, with somebody upstairs um, to get on the defensive headset when the offense is up, vice versa, um, you know? And so, I, I yes, that will be my intent um, to let the next offense coordinator call the game. Um, and, again, I feel like we've seen benefits from that. Again, I just feel like, my ability to manage the game, um, I feel like I do a better job managing the game when I don't have the – you know, and some guys do it, and they, and they do a great job of it, and I'm highly impressed by that. It's, for me, that's what works is this, and, and I'll continue doing it that way. Um, that's the plan. What impressed you most about Brian Johnson this year, and when we look at Jalen's growth, how much uh, was his input? Yeah, that? huge, huge. Uh, Brian – you know, it, it starts with the relationships that we have with the players. And Brian stepped right in here and had a great relationship with our quarterback, dating back to when our quarterback was, you know, however old he was, two years old. And so um, the relationship means a lot, and and the and the trust was automatically there, right? Some sometimes you have to develop the trust. A lot of times you have to develop the trust, um, but that was there. And then you know, with with that, Brian's Brian's great with not just Jalen with everybody, right? He can he can adapt and 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 you know, just be able to connect with anybody on our roster. Um and that's offensively and defensively and that's one thing that I think that Brian's special at. Um and then and then we're not even talking about the football knowledge that he has and, and so Brian's excellent um with Jalen as far as his development of fundamentals. I think you've heard me say this plenty of times like uh, two coaches have to have two things, right? They have to be able – position coaches, first and foremost, have to be able to get their players better as players. They have to be able to take them a level here to, to a higher level that they can't reach them uh, without the coaching of that individual. And that, and that happens through fundamentals and um, being able to explain the plan, being able to explain the offense to, to make it easy for that, easier for that player to understand and uh, to execute. Brian does a great job of that. And then Brian's very, also very gifted in the sense of helping be able to scheme, you know, even though he wasn't the offensive coordinator um, last year, he still helps a great deal with our schemes and our and our a way we're attacking defenses all in the run game, in the pass game, in the protection world, um, in situationals. Um, so yeah, he's he's been a great great influence, obviously for for Jalen and and Jalen's done a nice job, obviously. Um, but it's a good relationship um, of those two guys because I, I do believe that's helped Jalen become a better player. Sticking with Jalen, sticking with Jalen, I actually have one for you, Howie. Um, you know, he's, I, I know it's been a while, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason. How motivated is the organization to secure his future with the team long term? Yeah, I think um, obviously we want to keep our, our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So. Um, that's some we'll, we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. I mean, given the, the magnitude of that deal, though, um, would you like to understand what that's going to look like before you can go forward with the rest of the offseason? 
Yeah, I think um, we have a good sense of what we need to do here. Um, we have a, a little bit of time here, too, to kind of figure it out and, and get away and discuss that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our, our best players here. And, um, you know, Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. What's the timeline looking like to hire a defensive coordinator? If you don't have one in time by the combine, how much will that affect the player evaluation process, not having that person to fit the scheme? Yeah, I mean, we want to get it done uh, as soon as we as soon as we can. Not, but not be in a rush. You know, I think that's the best way to say that. You know, get um, is that we'll be diligent because we need to be diligent. And if if it takes us interviewing nine coordinators like we did with the running running backs to to get Jamal Singleton, we'll do that. We'll get the, to get the best person um, that can help us. You know, um, be a good football team. And so, timeline, no timeline. Are we working? Um, um, with urgency, of course. Um, are we working in a rush? No. Howie, there's, a, there's a sense out there, I guess, that the Jalen contract will prohibit you guys from keeping other key pieces. What's your confidence level that you'll be able to, maybe not everybody that you want, but that you'll be able to keep the core intact even with a Jalen contract? Yeah, I think I think we have uh, obviously a large number of free agents um, that we knew going in, and I think um, when we looked at this team, and we always look at this team over not just this year, but over a period of time, uh, we knew we needed to get additional picks. It's one of the reasons that we made the trade last year was to make sure that we had picks going forward. And um, even though maybe we don't have the the amount of picks this year, we have a bunch of high picks, and then. Um, next year, we're, we're going to have a tremendous amount of picks. You know, uh, we already have two additional picks from uh, two trades that we made. And um, just by the sheer number of the free agents, we're going to have comp picks next year. I mean, it, it, even if we signed a bunch of our guys, we are going to have comp picks next year. So um, I think we go into it with that, understanding that it's going to be impossible to keep every single person on this team. But, um, you know, we're here to compete. You know, I think that – you know, a lot of times I, I've heard this week, you know, we'll be back, you know, just because we say it doesn't mean it. we got to make that happen. And um, I take great pride in, in trying to do my part. Along, along those lines, um, you know, obviously you guys have three early round picks from last year. You didn't play a whole lot. You know, how important is it for those guys to kind of take a big step next year as well as the guys you're probably going to draft? Yeah, we look at the draft as kind of long-term decisions. You know, we don't want to just draft for immediate needs. It would be great if that's what ends up happening with the right players, but we've gotten in problems here where we've just said, hey, we have a need at this position. Let's go draft the best guy at this position. Um, all those guys are ready to play, um, you know, if, if we need them, and they, they could play a variety of roles. So that doesn't mean that we can't bring back the veteran players at those positions. Some of the players at those positions are – some of the greatest players, um, not only to play on our team this year, but in, uh, in this franchise. And we'd love to have some of those guys back. Um, but those guys are ready. You know, um, they were ready to play this year. Uh, they just had great guys in front of them. Howie, the fact that uh, the last time you gave out a big contract to a quarterback, it didn't work out as envisioned. How did that inform your thinking? Does it influence you at all um, you know, this time around? I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at. Um, the individual player, and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to, but um, I think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in, a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time, and so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us. Nick, will, Nick, will Michael Clay be back? Uh, yeah, yes, he will. Um, I thought we did a, ni a nice job as far as just improving. You know, we had some we had some rocky uh, beginnings in, in special teams. Um, 
and I thought we did a nice job improving those special teams as the year went as the year went along. Um, a lot of credit to Coach Clay. Obviously, a lot of credit to the players that stepped up and, and made plays to do so. Again, are we, you know, we talked about the punt and the, and the punt return by Kansas City. Hats off to them. Um, we didn't do a good enough job on that play. Um, but again, nothing is ever decided on one play. Um, and so I have a great deal of confidence in Coach Clay and his and the job that he he does he did in these these last two years and how we we've improved. He's improved. Right, um, he's improved greatly. Um, our our special teams has improved greatly, and yeah, he'll be back. On the coaching search itself, um, even beyond the coordinators in terms of back filling other spots, how does that work? Is it like you tapping into your network? How much does, is Howie involved? How does that whole process? Work? Yeah, we 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 discuss everything, just like what we discuss. You know, we discuss everything in the season. We discuss everything in the off season. We discuss we're going to discuss everything. Um, you know, again, we have so many bright minds in here, and and it's a it's a team sport. We have, we play the greatest. We are involved in the greatest team sport there is, and so we don't go out into the field and and say, "Hey, you got it. You got it all." Hey, Jason, Kelsey, you got it all on you today, right? We do it as a team. Or Jalen, you got it all on you today. We do it as a team, and that that doesn't stop just on the field with our our players. It it goes into the front office with the coaches, the coaches with the scouts and, and everything, and just with everybody. I mean, you asked me why, how we, we were able to get into the position we were in, and you can't – it's not – and it's not – it's everything. It's literally everything. It's it's Bob and his staff. It's it's the cafeteria staff. It's it's Dom. It's, it's Paul. It's Kathy. It's the video uh, department. I mean, this is just a top-notch uh, organization. And so – but, like I said, it, it's everything. Like, you know, it's – did I know – like, the first staff that we hired, was it just guys that I knew? No. We, we wanted to get the best coaches. You know, and, and we did – and we ended up, you know, doing a lot of that. Just how do you know anybody here? Like, how do you – what like, there's a lot of back and forth in there, just like there is when we're talking about a player. And, and I always say, what do you think? Hey, Kenny – you've heard our Kenny Gainwell story. Hey, look at this guy. Oh, my God, we both love him. Let's get this guy. Like, it's that's just the way, you know, good organizations, good football teams work. And uh, and I, I value that, that relationship. No matter the scheme, no matter the scheme. What does Jordan Davis need to do this offseason to become a regular player on this defense? You know, this year it was unique, but to I think to to me at least um, on that defensive line group, um, maybe not so much for Jordan, right? Because Jordan played at Georgia where they got deep defensive line group. We have a deep defensive line group, and even the conversations I've had with Milton and um, and, and Marlin, like. Like they were in a, they were they played little less than probably what we, what what people may think they should have in the sense of it, we had a lot of different guys playing on that and, and giving really good reps, and so um, that was a unique year. Um, we're we're gonna we understand that not every year could can be like that, and that roles will change, right? And that's just not on the defensive line. That's through everybody, and we have so much confidence in Jordan that he's going to continue to uh, develop as a player. He's going to take the reps. That he's, he's only going to continue to get better with the reps that he, that he has. He has unusual traits, his unusual size, unusual athletic ability, unusual play, uh, play strength. And um, looking forward to him, you know, uh, having, you know, being able to get more and more reps.
Speaking of, the, more folks. speaking of the defensive line from the other night, your pass rush was such a strength this year. Looking back at the tape, why do you think in key moments you weren't able to get that pass rush that you usually got this season? You know, a lot of a lot of different factors. Obviously, uh, going to and, and first and foremost, you have to you have to tip your hat to to Kansas City. Um, got how they how they got the ball out. Uh, different ways, you know, schemes to to get guys open. Um, their offensive line uh, did a good job. They they, you know, they they did a good job. Um, they have they have good players, and they're in that position to play in that that game as well. Um, so first, you always give give credit uh, credit there. Um, you know, we've definitely had different um, games where we've had tons, you know, tons and tons of pressure. Um, and, you know, and this one and this one wasn't uh, one of those games. Um, now there's still was some pushback. There was still you know abilities to get there, um, and, and we still got some pushback in the pocket and everything like that. But again, um, whether he you know sometimes Mahomes scrambled, sometimes he got it away quick. Um, Kelsey got open uh, quick. Um, again, they they I think you got to give them a lot of credit uh, a lot of credit there. Piece of wisdom you walk away with that Super Bowl with. You guys are just gonna keep going. Nick, what's the uh, the biggest piece of wisdom you walk away from the Super Bowl with? Uh, The wisdom is that I think it's we were there, we were close, and all that does to me is make me hungrier to to get back and 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 that's about the last time you'll hear me say get back because what you're going to say you're going to hear me say is what I'm going to do it one day at a time one day at a time one day at a time because that's the right mindset but that doesn't affect that doesn't stop you from when you when you see the red and yellow confetti far or you have a piece of it stuck on your damn shirt right uh, that you don't think to yourself I got to do everything I can do to help our our guys get back to this moment um and so the wisdom that it is is not as maybe that's not a wisdom thing. Maybe that's more of my drive, and I know our players drive, and I drive like top of the mountain. Um, all that does is make you more determined, driven. Uh, to to make that climb again, to get back to the top, and and hopefully put, put you know stand at the top, you know um, like Rocky before he fought Drago and was yelling out Drago over over top of Moscow. I, I used to make Rocky uh, analogies. I get it, but that's all. That's the wisdom that that happens. And the other part of it, um, Tim, is this that you know half the fun of this thing, half the reason we do this, and. Uh, you know, big big part of the reason is the journey. So, without getting <laughs> sentimental here, like it's it's you know that is the last time that that group of men will be together. Um, and so, you know, you know you're gonna it, it, like how we said you can't. Not everybody. It's, it's not gonna be the same team. There's gonna be draft picks. There's Jonathan's gone, Shane's gone. Um, different things are gonna happen. Um, but. You look back, you always cherish that journey. It didn't end the way you wanted it to, but the journey was special. The men involved in the journey were special. Um, the relationships that were built will last forever. Um, yeah, I'm, if I keep going up. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Howard, how do you go about the scenario planning for the offensive line dependent on Jason's decision? Just thinking about what Coach said, to be honest with you. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, offense line is always going to be a priority. You know, um, you've seen the way we build teams. It's really, uh, it's not like we have some some secret sauce here. Everyone everyone knows the ingredients, and um, so for us, um, we're going to continue to going through our off season process. You know, um, I think for us during the, the season, um, we are we are doing everything for twenty twenty three during the season. So this isn't like a you know, we're a month behind and we're starting from scratch. Like, um, we've been working this and, you know, coach will come to my office on a Wednesday, who you watch and tell me about this guy. So it's like, we're not, we're not like, uh, starting from scratch here. Um, we're going to evaluate all the players. Um, we're going to make sure that, um, we keep our priorities in, in the right place here, um, for this off season. And, um, you know, uh, we got a scar, you know, we got a scar on us and, um, it's going to heal over time and we're going to do everything we can everything in our power to make sure that um you know we bring the city our, our players our staff what they deserve all right thanks folks thanks, all right there they were it was uh nick sirianni and howie roseman a lot of stuff um to unpack right there started off with the question about the uh the fourth and three why did you punt um, and I, he gave an answer, and I, and I agree with the answer. He said, your own 32-yard line, he's going to punt. I think he said 32 out of 32 times on that. But he said that he's on, on the own 32, he's going to punt. When you look at the other spot where he did go for it on the game, it was on the Kansas City 44-yard line. So just from the own 32, he's going to punt. Um, I thought that watching the game live, I didn't even think about them going for it on fourth down there, Ike. So right off the bat was the first question that was asked about the fourth and three. As it should have been. Yep. <laughs> yeah, as we expected. Yeah, got right to it. Um, and they were prepared for it. And, and listen, I, I I can understand. I I've said this earlier in the week when it when it was in the moment. I didn't feel in the moment. Man, why didn't we go for it right there? They just cost us the game. Like I I did not feel that in the moment. It was unfortunate that the punt return was as long as it was, and it basically set up another touchdown. But when you're that deep in your own territory, it it's to me it's more of a shock. If you go for it, then if you don't go for oh, it, oh, for sure. Because if he goes for it there and he doesn't get it, it's one of the. It's, it may be the top storyline coming out of the game. We might be Chiefs calling for him it. to be fired. Exactly. So that and and that would have been a national storyline as well. You don't hear anybody nationally no. saying why didn't he go for it right there. Now the other one, I can hear it. I can. I can. Yeah. Tell, I can understand it. The one that they, where they kicked the field goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I. All right, I can I can hear an argument there, but the other one, I, I can't act as if I'm outraged after the fact that they didn't go for when it. When right watching there. the game in real time, it that's didn't not even, what I felt. Nah, that's yeah. not what I felt. Nope, like and you he, said, didn't cross my mind either. And he had said in the answer, fourth and three, nah. I from my own thirty-two, nah. I'm punting it. Yeah, fourth and one, huh? Right. Think about it. Yeah. Now you know you can do the Jalen Hurts yes. push sneak. You can't sneak it on fourth and three. No. You almost can't even run it on fourth and three. No, it's too far. Yeah, it's almost a passing play. Yeah, and that's why they threw it on the other on the other down. It was Correct. like two and a half yards. Why they Correct. threw it? So yeah, I'm with you there. If it's if it's a one yard gain, I mean, if it's a fourth and one, maybe he thinks about it. Even then, it's, it's, in, it's, it's dangerous, in his own territory, man. It's dangerous. Man. It's dangerous. I, I agree. It's risk reward, right? Like yep. the, the reward is that okay, you get a first down. You still have the ball on the 33 yard line, right? It's not like that now. You that you're in that you in just won the game zone. there. Yeah. You still have to drive 30 <laughs> yards to be in field goal range after yeah. that. Um, yeah. 
I, I thought he I thought he did a, a really good job of answering the question about the goal line touchdowns and the coverage they were in, et cetera. And he said the first one was a communication breakdown, and he said and that's also on the coaches for not coaching better for them to have to be ready for what could happen. And then he just tipped his cap to the to the Chiefs on the second one and said they had us on that. They they got us on that. Right? So it, it kind of explain what happened on both of them, but the goal line touchdowns he answered and said um, communication with the first, credit to the Chiefs for the second one. Uh, he also, he's not going to call plays. Nick Sirianni will not be calling plays offensively. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm a little surprised that they answered that right now, that they already decided what they were going to do there. But in all honesty, um, if that's what you know you're planning to do next year, Nothing wrong with going on and saying it. So, And it seems like Nick's embraced yeah. what he did, and that worked, and he's totally down with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way, and that's the way it came off. Yep. And that's the way it came off. It wasn't a bunch of hemming and hawing, and he lost uh, the battle of uh, the argument of trying to regain play control. You didn't feel any of that. No. Nope. It seemed as if. Obviously, they knew that that question was going to be asked. Sure. But it was a definitive answer with no sort of explanation added on to it or anything else. So No, he gave every reason yeah. why he shouldn't be calling yeah. plays. Yeah, and, and it's worked for him. So. It's worked very well. Yeah. Uh, overall, well, I, don't think, I don't think anybody would argue against that. Overall, great command of the press conference by Sirianni, other than chopping on the gum. Yeah, I, yeah, and I don't know why they haven't said something about I that. I can't believe someone yet. didn't text them and said, yo, stop. <laughs> Chomp it on the gum. Um, well, they teach us that early, right? In in, in media training. I, 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 I was, know. I was told early don't 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 do interviews with gum or or candy in your mouth. I could hear it within the first five <laughs> seconds of it, and I was like, "Did he just fit Jack? Did he just finish up a sandwich when he came out?" But he didn't. Um, one question about the about offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He said he thought they had good good options in house, and he feels good about those options. But it, but he owes it to the organization to go out and to investigate outside options, and it felt like that answer to me was for the defensive coordinator, because the the reports out there, Josina Anderson says that the Eagles are trying to interview Vance Joseph, former mm-hmm. head coach, former defensive coordinator. He's a blitz happy defensive coordinator mm-hmm. this past year with Arizona, and he also talked about how that it's always going to look a little bit different, even with regardless of the the defensive coordinator is, he said, but he's not opposed to changing the defense, which to me singled or signaled maybe like, yeah, maybe we'd like a little bit more of an aggressive or um, not that they're blitzing 80% of the time, but maybe we can do some other stuff. I don't really know how much we're going to be able to measure that stuff. If it's not, if it's not something that's obvious, say you blitz 2% more. 3% 3% more. Like, yeah, what, like, what, like, what does that really mean? An extra blitz a game? Because the one thing he also wanted to point out, that there are certain values and core that he will sort and certainly want and demand in his defensive coordinator. There are certain principles when we're in the red zone, he when they're third that. and long. Like, he made sure he pointed those things out. Right. So, if you think sort of keeping the big plays down and all of that stuff is going away, that's not going away because that's something he believes in. Right. Yeah. He, he said and when he I made hire, sure he pointed that out. When I hire a guy, it's going to go with the values that I believe in yes. what the defensive coordinators or def- a defense on my team should be. Yes. Now, and like you said – now you hire a guy so that he can be so he can do his job and be the best at it, but 
It's it's the conditions upon taking the job that you're going to agree to. So they're not going to hire a 46 defensive coordinator? No. Then well, Here's the thing. They're not going to hire a guy who's going to go rogue and just do what he wants to do. Correct. Even if he's blitz happy. Right. So the guy you may bring in here, even to say if it's a Van jo- Vance Joseph, well, maybe you're gonna, he's going to tell Vance Joseph we're going to dial that back a little bit. Right. Because I don't remember the Arizona Cardinals defense being a great defense just because you blitzed a lot. No. I don't remember. I remember they did pretty well against Jalen, but that was about uh, okay. about all I remember from that. Unless, unless, yeah, unless you're showing me a bunch. Of, Arizona was terrible this year. Last yep. I checked. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Special teams uh, coordinator Michael mm-hmm. Clay will be back. Yeah, not surprised at that either. You don't want to throw. A, you don't want to throw a guy under the bus. They brought him in. He's under their coaching tutelage, and it would almost be as if he's a scapegoat. Yeah. He's a scapegoat. So um, bring him back, and you got, maybe they bring they bring him a, uh, an assistant in here, somebody that has a little more experience. I don't know. You know, you know. When I went off about it, I went off less about the schemes and more about the players. Right. And some of this stuff is the players wanting, you know, and taking pride in that whole unit. And, and and not letting something like that to happen in the Super Bowl happen. It would also help if you got a punter that knew how to situational punt. You see that? that, that I, honestly, <laughs> if we sit here on a Thursday. I'm, I'm I can't even blame the coverage unit as much on that as much as I blame the punter on that play. Well, they they, they easily set up a wall that he could just run right on, the, the, on the sideline. Drive kick. You, you outkick the it, coverage. I, you line drive the kick to the guy. On a Thursday, I'm actually no hang time. The yet. most thing I'm angry about today is the is the whole punt situation and the punter situation. <laughs> right. All right, we'll come back. What's your reaction? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Press conference though. It's good. Not bad. It was next. What, what, what are you missing? Jack? Annoyingly well done. Yeah. Um, Annoyingly well done is what yeah, I'll say. You wanted something out of there. You wanted yeah. some nuggets leave out of there. A, so leave you... us a little bit in the air about his calling plays, you know? Um, yeah. To answer, yeah. Well, yes. Well, he um, does that. He still talks in circles, but, you know, no. it's, it's endearing with Nikki. No, he did an excellent job. They, but I mean, Howie didn't talk a lot. He talked about some free agent stuff. We'll talk about that on the other side. But it, he, he did an excellent job. He really did. All right, your reaction, 215-592-9494. It's Marks and Reese. Don't go anywhere. But, hey, listen, uh, my friends that got it during window are over my – currently over my house right now, full house of windows, sliding patio door, which is amazing. It has the little blinds in, in the, the patio door. It's amazing. But if you know you need new windows and doors – I'm here to tell you the guy to do a window, you're not going to get better savings than right now. And they're not playing pricing games. You don't buy one window and get 18 windows for free. This is for real, for real, because I'm doing it right now. Guide is big winter sale, 40% off every window and door that you buy. So I've received 40% off each expertly installed energy efficient replacement window, which also includes free high performance low E glass. And I'm getting 40% off my sliding patio door, but also high quality insulated entry doors. Garage doors, even storm doors, and you can buy now, pay later. Again, I'm doing this. Guide us interest-free financing, or how about their low monthly payment plans? But this offer expires at the end of February. So when I say this is the big, the biggest savings of the year, I can tell you these are the biggest savings that Guida offers. So get in right now and call the experts at Guida today to schedule a free in-home estimate. This is not pricing games. They're not out. This isn't tricks. Free and home estimate, 40% off all windows and doors. Call them right now, 877-GO-GUIDA, 877-GO-GUIDA, or visit them at gogaida.com. That's go, 
G-U-I-D-A.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.